This is Mavericks All Access with Omaha Athletics, hosted by Anna Bellinghausen. Well, part two is here, Omaha Baseball Up. Hope you guys are enjoying your food. We'll get going with another edition of Mavericks All Access. Once again, I'm Anna Bellinghausen. Welcome in to Mavericks All Access, the live edition. We've got Omaha Baseball Up here with Coach Evan Porter, Harrison Kreiling, and then Mike Bovey. Guys, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Well, Coach, we'll start with you. Just the assessment on the year where this team is mentally, physically. Well, I'd say we're maybe at the same point that Coach Hurd mentioned. I don't know if we've reached our potential yet, and um, we've kind of had the injury bug this season. So uh, we've been battling through, you know, pitching, hamstring issues, concussions. We've had it, you know, you name it, we've had it this year. So, um, but those are just good challenges to go through. And, and um, you know, I feel like we have a good enough group where if a guy goes down, the next guy's going to be ready. So there's been more opportunities for guys to get in on the mound or at the plate. And um, it's going to continue to be that way for us uh, for the foreseeable future. So I'm proud of our guys, how they've handled it. And, and we've got a really good group of uh, not only players, but uh, teammates and people as well. So um, like I said, we've got some challenges ahead of us and a lot of work to do, but I feel like our team's prepared for it. Harrison, how about that and facing adversity that coach talks about, whether it's injuries or games that don't go your way? How has this team just kept that motivation throughout this entire season? Yeah, I mean, we've just had pitchers step up in spots that they probably didn't expect to pitch in. Um, and, I mean, we've just had a bunch of guys step up and perform better than maybe they expected. But, I mean, the coaches have put their full faith into us. And, uh, yeah, we've just had pitchers step up into spots that they probably didn't expect to throw in and Mike from the batting side of things it's still going pretty well when you look at down the list of averages as well especially for that starting lineup how have you helped keep the confidence around with these guys in the box yeah I think it's just a lead by example type thing Um, I think it's something if you show up every day um, be consistent um, and kind of I don't want to say it's results based but you kind of working at bat in the box I think that's something the team can build off of well, the goals are still right in front of this team, of course. You still have conference series to go and then the postseason tournament as well. Coach, where do you want to see this team grow the most from now to when it comes time to go to postseason play? That's a good question. Um, you know, I, I mentioned the injuries challenge. So I think, you know, that we're at the point in the season where we're over halfway through. Um, we've had some highs and lows, and, and now it's just sticking together through those moments. So... Um, if we can really rally around each other and like Harrison was saying, you know, guys are going to be in some opportunities that they might have not expected to be in uh, at the beginning of the season. Um, But that's what it's all about. You know, that's where some of the best stories come from. So there's going to be opportunities for for guys to be in different roles. And if we can stick together and, and stay with each other, I see us being successful. Well, I want to talk about one of the bright spots of this season. So the midweek game against Nebraska goes 10 innings, and Omaha comes away with the win, the second win over Nebraska this season. Harrison, we'll start with you and what these in-state games mean. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun baseball. You know, there's a bunch of guys we know on the other, other, in the other dugout. Um, you know, they, but at the end of the day, it's just another baseball game, right? Like, and the conference games are the ones that really mean the most, and they set our seating for the tournament and then eventually to win the tournament. So the midweek games mean a lot, but it's really to get the depth working and to get some confidence rolling into weekends. 
right, and you mentioned it with the the talent and knowing the guys. Mike, for you and, I mean, both of you growing up here in Nebraska, how cool is it just to see the quality of baseball throughout the state? It's awesome. Um, I'll give a shout-out to a guy like Max Anderson. Um, it's a guy I played with in the fall for four years growing up. Um, playing against him, you know, seeing what he's doing this year especially, um, it's really cool. And then, obviously, there's other guys on the team. Uh, Trey Fromm, Burnham, Shannon. There's just a ton of guys you know, um, so it just makes it that much more special. And, Coach, we've talked before just about being competitive with Nebraska and Creighton, and now you're beating them on a consistent basis. What does that say just about the, the culture of this program and how it's been built up from when you started here as a player to right now as a coach? Well, it's a testament to the players, first and foremost, and, and our coaches for recruiting the right type of person to uh, represent Omaha. And, you know, like Harrison said, the midweek games are great, and uh, there's a lot more energy in the in-state games that we've had but uh, we want to try to prepare ourselves best for conference and, and conference weekends so um, you know it's great to to be in games that can go either way at the end of it and we've been fortunate to come out on top the last few times so hopefully that continues to trend in that same way but um, you know I'm going to go back to what Harrison was saying we want to we want to do well in conference first and foremost and and so that's where our priorities are and hopefully we can use that momentum going into conference weekends. I want to think back to when you took this job and when you became a player here at Omaha. You guys didn't know if baseball was going to be a sport at some times way back then, and now look at it. You have Tal Anderson. You're selling it out, and teams like Penn State are coming to play at Omaha. What does that say about what's been built here? Well, it's surreal. Um, you know, as a player, I played at Boys Town. And um, when I first started coaching as an assistant in 2012, we were still at Boys Town. When I took over in 2016, uh, we made the switch to Seymour Smith Park, which is where a lot of these guys actually played for a couple of years before we have our new beautiful home. So, um, you know, I told our alumni this at one of our last outings. The, the best moments to me are, you know, when I'm coaching at third base um, and We've had some moments, even though we've only had the stadium for a couple of years now, we've had some good moments there where some walk-off wins. You know, Mike hit a big walk-off against Rutgers last year. Drew Reitz is sliding into home, and um, we had a walk-off against Nebraska last year there. But when I'm seeing the guy go to home plate, and then I see our dugout cheering, and then above our dugout I see all the Omaha baseball community and fans and former players and, um, you know, just everyone that wants to help support this program all cheering, those are the moments where, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of the former players that I played with and the coaches that I played for that, um, you know, that's why we're doing it. So um, those are, you know, some early memories of playing at Tally Anderson that hopefully there'll be a whole bunch more there. And, and if we keep, you know, recruiting guys like these and the guys sitting behind me, I think uh, that trend will continue to go that way. And for you guys, when you think back to the other fields you played at, I mean, Boys Town and uh, Seymour Smith, and now you have a beautiful home, and the same thing with the softball team as well. You get to share it together. How special is that just to have on campus? Go ahead. Yeah, so we got one fall at Seymour, um, and I think as college freshmen we enjoyed it, um, just showing up with some older guys. Um, looking back, I'm kind of glad it happened because um, it makes you appreciate a place like Tally Anderson a little more. Um, especially when you look inside the conference at facilities other teams have, uh, we're very fortunate to be able to play there. Yeah, I mean, having the towel and even like Connie Clausen right across, across uh, just right next to it, um, 
you know, we talk to the softball players a lot more than we probably would have if they were still at the West Side High School softball field. So um, just having that camaraderie between the two teams and just having a place to call home is awesome. Yeah, do you feel like it brings a sense of community? I mean, you have Exarbon Village right there, stores, shops, restaurants, and everything, and then they can walk over and watch a baseball game. Absolutely, and, and I like how you mentioned that we're next to the softball team. Obviously, Coach Hurd and Coach Dara are doing a great job with that program, and um, just being around each other is something that we had never experienced uh, up until we had the towel and Connie Claussen. So that's really fun for me to walk through the tunnel and then go check the score of their game. They're usually winning, and... Uh, <laughs> go, you know, cheer a little bit for them, but we've never had that. So seeing the student athletes be together, um, you know, work with each other and cheer for each other is really cool. And in fact, if, uh, you know, you're on our concourse of our stadium, we usually tell every recruit this, if you peek through a couple buildings in Exarbon, you can see the clock tower at UNO, the iconic clock tower. So uh, we always mention that because we're, we're right on campus, right next to Baxter Arena, Exarbon Village, and, um, you know, right next to where it all started, right on Dodge. How cool is it for you to see that, being a former player and just seeing everything be built literally since day one? Really cool. Really, really cool. Do you think these guys, like, hey, don't take it for granted? Do you, do you ever <laughs> let them know, like, we've been there, we've, we've talked about that. taking them back to Boys Town for a practice <laughs> okay. or, or Seymour Smith. Um, but, no, yeah, I think I was talking to you last week. You know, there's such, such a rich history within the program. Um, I think – including myself, there's only been four head coaches from a program that started in the 1940s. So um, I feel a great sense of responsibility, you know, to try to take this thing as far as as I can with our other uh, coaches. But, you know, I have two perspectives on that where one of them is a former player. And, you know, I love to see the alumni coming around and the big events that our administration's putting on at the stadium and, um, and then the other perspective is now I'm, I'm still part of the program, right? So I'm the head coach. So um, I love this program. I love this city, community, everything about it. I want it to go as far as it can, and, and I'm hoping that I'm the guy that can, can lead the way. We mentioned it. Both of you guys are from Nebraska, and every single assistant coach as well was a former player and has those Omaha roots. How special is it with the Omaha baseball community and what you guys are building here? You get to see it firsthand. I love having my family, like, five minutes away and uh you know they're all able to come to a game and old friends like whoever wants to come to a baseball game I always get to talk to them and I think that's really awesome just having grown up here and you know literally right down the street from here yeah sort of the same thing um I love playing in the midwest especially in Nebraska and I always say it's the perfect distance from home about two hours from Hastings so uh, the parents aren't always showing up but for most games, if they want to make it out, they'll be there. Do you think that adds just to the culture of Omaha baseball? How would you describe that culture? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's nice seeing the fans uh, show up and all the people from Omaha, uh, you know, embrace us really as a baseball team. Uh, you know, we go through highs and lows, but the fans are almost always there, especially when it's nice out. That field is awesome when it's nice out and uh, – Having more people show up more and more just every year has been awesome. I want to talk about both of your journeys a little bit more specifically. Harrison, we'll start with you, a West Side grad, getting to now rep Omaha across your chest. How surreal is it when you look back at those little league days and just growing up playing baseball? I, I would have never imagined I'd be here, um, even like 
three years ago. Um, it's it's incredible. I uh, my mom's been a professor here for twenty years. My dad's been a professor here for seven years. Um, so I've always grown up like the university down the street, right? That's where my parents work, um, and now it's where I play baseball. And it's I mean it's really surreal, like you said. And Mike, you're out of Hastings, so like you said, two hours away. You've talked to me about just the love you have for the city and the community. What makes it so special here at Omaha? Just the people. Um, Coach Porter says it great. Uh, the community is really what brings it together. Uh, Xarban Village is something I fell in love with living in the dorms my freshman year, and uh, it's been really awesome going to school here and living here for the last three years. I feel like we need to brag a little bit about you guys as well. So Mike's just casually hitting 440 on the air. You would never guess it, though, based upon how you talk. You're so humble. We love it, of course. Uh, 11th in the nation in batting average. What kind of player is Mike Bovey, Coach, just with what you've seen over the years? Well, Mike's the real deal in every aspect of a player and a person. I think that's what it takes to be, you know, that elite level that he's at. And um, We've had every organization come in this past fall and, and uh, now that it's his draft year, they're all over him, and, and they should be. So somebody's going to get really lucky to, to call his name in July and, and have him join their team. But, you know, with Mike, he could always hit, and um, we knew that when we were recruiting him in high school, and uh, he came his freshman year, and he just he worked so hard on defense. And, and uh, he mentioned he played a fall at Seymour, and taking ground balls there, can, it can toughen you up pretty quick when you're getting <laughs> some bad hops. So... Um, but, you know, he had a lot of hype going into his sophomore year, and a sophomore slump is a real thing, right? So um, it was interesting to see how he's going to respond to that, but he did the same thing, just hit, 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 and, uh, and then he went and challenged himself in the Cape Cod League. He was an all-star. Even though he was battling through an injury, he, he did the same thing against some of the top competition in the country, and, and now he's doing it into his draft year. So um, it's really enjoyable as a coach to see – you know, someone as hardworking and as good of a teammate as Mike be rewarded. And, and um, you know, I, I'm super happy for him. And, and uh, like I said, somebody's going to get really lucky to, to have him join the organization. Whenever I ask anybody, it's like he's always at the field first and last. Uh, Harrison, what have you seen just from Mike and working with him and that work ethic? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've lived with him for three years, and he'll take off to practice before I'm even dressed for practice. Like, it's... <laughs> It's crazy how uh, disciplined he is. And, uh, you know, on Friday, he said it's really hard to see at this field. Um, and then Sunday, I think he had six hits and was five for five in game two. Um, I've been getting on him about the home runs a little bit, though. we got to hit a little bit more over the, over oh, yeah. the fence. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, well you, well, you guys said it. Roommates, then. What have you seen from Harrison and his growth just throughout these years? He's 100% the most improved player I've ever seen. Um, I think going into his senior year of high school, he had never pitched before, got on the mound, threw kind of hard, and then kind of went from there. Um, it, it's really nice to have someone push you, especially when you're living with them. Uh, if you ever fall off the beaten path, you ever ever creeps in your mind, that just doesn't happen uh, living with a guy like him. So it's been awesome. That's amazing. Well, to wrap this up, we have, we have some fun questions as well, of course, for you guys. But before we go there, I do want to say I did bring up Cam Frederick and Garrett Kennedy skateboarding on the broadcast. I don't know if anyone heard. I, I brought it up twice. So if you guys get any revenue from the YouTube streams or the Instagram pages, you, you know who to you know who to thank. Did you guys find Pickle Rick yet? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. It's coming. Hang in there. 
Uh, I want to hear a little bit more about it, though. Do we have more elaboration on, on the skateboarding? How good are these guys? Are they good? Well, I remember when uh, GK was showing me videos of him trying to just do a little simple jump, and now, now he's doing way more than that. Um, and he was just in the dungeon, like, trying to jump on a skateboard, and now they're going to skate parks and riding around. I mean, I think the hobby started up just this winter, and it's kind of grown into, like, they, they love it. I mean, they're always out. We also live with GK, so okay. he's always out skateboarding and finding new parks to go to. They both have the long hair, too, so is that, I'm sure that contributes to the success on the skateboards, too, for sure. <laughs> All right, well, let's hit some fun questions. Uh, again, we're going we're gonna to call out some teammates here, of course. But first, I want to call out Mike because I talked to him last week about uh, just baseball, and I'm like, hey, Mike, you know, what else do you like to do besides baseball? Because I don't really get to see the other side of you. And you, first thing you said, Frisbee golf, big Frisbee golf guy. So are you the best on the team, or who is it? I'm going to be honest. I haven't gotten to go. Uh, Matt Getzman and Henry Zappay might be a little upset with me. Uh, it's not a great sport to do when it's windy, so you really got to gotta go on the nice days in Nebraska, but it's something I grew up doing in, in middle school in Hastings. We had a nice course by the lake, and then high school I did it too. And uh, College, it's a little harder to get out and do it, but it's something I still love to do. And you also told me you're a big LeBron fan. Is that controversial among the team? Uh, I don't think so. I think if they want to talk about LeBron, they, they know where to go. Uh, <laughs> Great performance in game one. Rewatched on the bus last night. I told everyone. <laughs> He's watching film, guys. I told Don't everyone worry. not to tell me the score, and uh, they won by 16. So, yeah. All right. Well, this, this leads me to my very first question. Who is the biggest professional team bandwagoner you guys have in the squad? Who's the biggest bandwagon? Gosh. Hmm. I mean, Wyatt's from Tulsa, and he's got a Yankees hat. <laughs> That's kind of sad. Yeah, all right, that's the answer. We're going with that one. Biggest video gamer. Who's the biggest gamer on the team? Probably the, probably the same guy. Uh, Sorry, Wyatt. Yeah, it'd be Wyatt. If Wyatt gets this one, I feel really bad. Who purchases the most protein powder on the team? Drew Reed, Sid Mayo. Uh, I think they like getting their protein from some more natural sources, uh, some chicken, things like that. Nice but, ground beef yeah. during the game. During Warm it up in the yeah. microwave. Yep. Wow. Drew Reed special. We got a microwave in the dugout? Uh, in, the, in the tunnel. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay, best flow on the team. Best hair. Got to be the GAC boys. I mean, no <laughs> doubt. Cam, boys. GK for sure. Uh, best facial hair. You can grow the best. Besides Coach Porter. I mean, he already shaved it, though. So Gone. He's gone. He's out of the list. I'm going to go with Kai's mustache. Okay. I like Kai's mustache. I'll go with that. I'll give a shout-out to Satiski. Uh, the first baseman at Oral Roberts asked him quite frequently how he gets his beard to look like that, so I think we can go off that to, uh, to answer that question. How does he? I don't know. I don't ask him. I, I shave about once every two weeks, so it's something I've never worried about. <laughs> best shoe game. Who's pulling up with the best shoes? GK. GK for sure, with the Jordans. Okay. Most likely to go viral on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, coach, well, say it in the microphone. Brian Strawn, our assistant coach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, feel free to call it the coaches, too. Why? What did he do? Well, <laughs> it's a long story, but I think it was last fall. We always split the team up into two teams. At the end of the fall, we do our little World Series. And, and so it's usually Brian on one team, PK on the other team. The loser has some sort of repercussion. 
if Brian's team lost, he had to make a TikTok. Oh, no. And so, I don't know, is it out there somewhere, Coach? <laughs> we haven't found it. You haven't yeah. found it? No. So, he hasn't held up his end of the deal then? Yeah, I don't believe him. That's true. That it's out there. That's true. All right, well, keep on him then. Okay, best dancer on the team. He's got the best moves. Cooper Persoski, Cooper, for, for sure. sure. That was a quick answer. He sent a uh, video after one of our conference tournament wins last year that if we could show up here, that'd be, that'd be cool, but oh, it, was, it was pretty awesome. Maybe we should next time. <laughs> All right, best at karaoke. Who would you want in your karaoke battle? I would take Brendan Bales, 100%. He has, he has some good songs that, that come into his head every now and then, and, and yeah. he, he makes sure we hear him sing. <laughs> got any examples of those songs? Country, um, talking pop, rap. There was a <laughs> some song, Fancy Like Applebee's. I don't know what the name yeah. was. <laughs> Applebee's you was... You can stop right there. It was the restaurant right next to our hotel, and he asked about every single guy, hey, what's the restaurant next to our hotel? And... We'd answer Applebee's, and then he'd just immediately start singing the song. Oh, boy. All right, last one. Most superstitious on the team. You know, baseball guys are pretty superstitious. I mean, you slept with your bat on yeah. Saturday. What? <laughs> Probably, yeah. You slept with your bat? Yep. Then you went five for five, though, so. It works. It works? Yep. Did you, like, did, did it get a pillow, or did you tuck it in? Uh, I hope my dad sees this. He won't want me to go into details about it, but a few of his players have done it before, and... Um, there's different ways to make it work, but um, that's, that's, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to ask any more follow-up <laughs> questions. Guys, thank you so much for joining. We can't wait to have you back at home and then another matchup against Nebraska. Let's sell that out for sure. Uh, again, thanks, thanks so much, guys. We really appreciate your time.